Hello, and welcome back to Sports Shenanigans with Mullet in Houston, and we are here to give you, well, a catch-up and then a preview as we get ready to head into week one of the NFL season here. And so, uh, we'll start with a little bit of catch-up from the offseason, um, and then give you the preview, and then uh, we'll try and get through some of the NBA stuff. And so... Um, First up, we had Packers training camp, Rodgers voicing frustration with young receivers, um, where he basically just said um, that they weren't doing very well, and if you're not going to be out here catching the ball, then you're not going to be playing during the game. And so um, it drew a little bit of criticism just because uh, he stated it like at a press conference for everyone to see. Uh, but what are your thoughts as as far as Rodgers goes and his public cr- critiquing of his young receivers? I mean, we've always known he's critiquing all of his young wide receivers. He doesn't like them. We all know that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, mean, I get it. If you're a veteran, you want veteran guys around you. You don't want to – unless – well, like if you were to take – because like, you know, Green Bay never does. They never take a you know, position player in the first round. That's worth anything. Um, that might be a different story. So like if they would have taken like Drake London in the first round, I don't even know if it's possible to take him. Or um, I think it's, it's – is it Traylon Burks? I think that's the same. Yeah, Tennessee. Uh, if you take like him, like as a first round guy, like that's a different story. Like that's first round pick. The, who Christian Watson, who they took in the second round, like he's a second round pick. Sometimes, I mean, he should still be good, but it, it's different. It's not like you're gonna get a like, oh yeah, you're pretty confident that this, this guy's gonna be good. It's a yeah, this guy might be good. Um, and then you look at the rest of his wide receiver room, and you go, we have Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb doesn't play. Now Lazard is just a solid, okay guy. So, I mean, I'd be frustrated with the wide receivers. I'd be, I mean, there probably is a lot of drops because Rodgers probably does throw the ball a lot harder than a lot of people that they've played with. Um, I get it. But, again, Rodgers is known for not liking young wide receivers. I mean, he did. He did. He was on the Pat McAfee show this week talking about how he's liked kind of how camp has gone, and and he mentioned some of the receivers. And they, I mean, they they asked him about his comments and stuff. And um, I think there's always room for critiques. Um, and and so especially when you're talking about young receivers with a veteran quarterback like Rodgers, who's you know, very much in a win now mode. He doesn't have time for these guys to, you know, get it together in a couple years. He needs them to go out there and, and be performing right away. Um, And I think ultimately it's good for them and their growth and development and all that stuff. Um, I mean, he doesn't have the best wide receiver. Here's the thing though, with, he doesn't have the best wide receiver room, but I think the Packers will still be good because, Aaron Rodgers. Um, and so, like, 
I don't know. Like you need really good receivers now, but the first thing he needs a really good quarterback and Rogers is as good as they come. And so I still think the Packers will be very good. Um, right now he's, he's talking about, you know, Watkins Cobb and Lazard, you know, are obviously like probably the top three guys they have there right now. Um, you know, he really loves Randall Cobb. He, he had some key moments last year. Um, and then he's, he also mentioned being excited about some of the younger guys like Romeo dubs and, and, um, Christian Watson and, and where they're going to fit in. So I don't think, I mean, I don't think they'll be a bad team. It's just, you know, it's a not as talented of a roster as they've had previously. Mm-hmm. Um, the hopefully, I mean, well, let me say this. I was going to say hopefully the last time, but this won't be the last time as everything comes, but hopefully the last time for a while that we have to talk about Deshaun Watson. Um, the NFL and the NFLPA agreed to an 11 game suspension, $5 million fine for Watson. He also agreed to undergo professional evaluation has to comply with the eval and treatment recommendations of third party behavioral expert. Um, the NFL plans to use a full $7 million in fine money to invest in organizations that prevent sexual misconduct and sexual assault. Deshaun Watson, quote unquote, apologizes uh, to all the women that he has impacted in this situation. It really didn't seem like much of an apology. Um, his first game back is going to be week 13 at Houston, which of course, and uh, Calvin Ridley is susp- uh, oh, I put just for a reference, Calvin Ridley is suspended for an entire season for uh, putting some money on a game that he wasn't playing in. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm overly frustrated by the Deshaun Watson thing because I mean, this still seems like oh, Deshaun Watson still wins, and there's about I don't know, zero percent of me that thinks he's completely innocent here. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, and just as someone who has, you know, been working in events and goes to events and, and does all that stuff, when I saw that his first game back is going to be in Houston, immediately, like, got nervous just for that. I mean, that's just going to be such a rough time <laughs> for anybody there yeah. is going to be emotions are going to be so high. It's going to be full of anger <laughs> and he may not make it out of the game. I mean, I just worry about everyone involved yeah. <laughs> who has to, who has to be at that event. Um, I don't know where 11 games came from it, uh, but this is, this is what they've decided. It's stupid. Um, I think that's all I'm gonna say about it. I mean, if he if he showed any remorse, <laughs> but like he's just like, no, there's none. There's none, and he's just moving on. I mean, he's still like saying, "Oh, I'm completely innocent." And it's like, dude, at this point, like you lost. Like, yes. So, uh, it's just don't like it. Um. The Panthers announced that Baker's going to be the starter. And I've said this ever since he got traded there. Um, I've heard the people who hate Baker, um, specifically Ben, 
talk about how, oh my goodness, but Darnold is so much further ahead. He's been in this system and gets to be there and blah, 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 blah. And I told him the whole time, yeah, but he's a terrible quarterback and Baker's clearly better. So he's going to start. Um, and so I was right as always. And, uh, I mean, uh, this isn't, I mean, it's official that Baker's going to be the starter. I don't really find it to be a surprise. I don't, do you, I, there really isn't much here other than that. No, I was not surprised at all. Uh, I was more surprised by the fact that they were even discussing. That's why when they brought him in, that's why I was surprised when they were like, well, we're going to have a competition between Baker and Darnold. I was like, well, Darnold is ranked 55th out of 32 starting quarterbacks. So I think you might as well give Baker a shot. (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm of the, if you trade for the guy, therefore that, I'm like, obviously if you trade for like, trying to think of a backup that I, um, Fitzpatrick, you trade for Fitzpatrick, you trade for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, you get it. Those guys are going to be backups. You trade for Baker. Baker was clearly the starter in the Browns. There was no competition. Therefore, when he comes to your team and you trade for him, he should be the starter of competition. Other than if like you have like Patrick Mahomes and you wanted to bring him in as a backup, which would be super weird and super stupid. Yeah. But that's the only way. So um yeah, so uh Kayvon Th- uh I think Thibodeau is out three to four weeks with a sprained MCL after a bad hit. It was a controversial hit um mm-hmm. with the Giants and I forget I think the Bengals is who they were playing. Um maybe. It was Moss. It was Randy Moss's son that was the blocker. He's not on that team anymore. But maybe he was. I don't know. I forget who it was. But the um anyway the it was the so Thibodeau was coming free off the end. The tight end is coming across the line to give the block on a run or a play action or whatever, and um ends up going low and 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 got his knee. And basically, what happened was. The media uh, members were all like calling it a dirty play and suspension. Ocho had said it's cowardly, and Rich Eisen said no less than a suspension and whatever is whatever. And Warren Sharp says, "Oh, this is a dirty play." And then all the former players said, "Okay, like this play happens fifteen times a game. Uh, it looks like Thibodeau didn't play it right." Like, <laughs> like, um. And and uh, Chuck Pagano said that he was a part of like the league meetings. He says every off season in the league meetings, that exact play is looked at every year, um, and the league every year determines that it is a legal play because both players have enough time and whatever. Now, I will say it looked bad. It well, it looked bad. Um, and the following week. TJ Watt almost got the same kind of <laughs> um, injury in a, in a preseason game on a, on the same play. And so I don't know if next year they're going to be looking. I'm Obviously, I think it's too late this year for them. They're not going to like decide that this isn't a play now. Um, but next year, do they look at it after having the two back-to-back things right there? Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, but yeah, all the all the former players were like, "Stop overreacting! This is a this is a play that we make twenty times a game." 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was just an unfortunate hit, but but it is you know what is he? What was he? He's the top ten pick. Um, for yeah, defensive I, end and and someone they're excited about, and so um, and obviously like you don't want to see any other. You don't want to see anybody get hurt. You don't want to see any other star players get hurt or anything like that. But um, luckily for him, I mean, it looked like it was going to be a lot worse. It looked like he might have been done for the year, but it's only going to be – he'll probably be back week two or three. Mm-hmm. But what – I mean, what did you make of it? It didn't – you know, it looked bad. Do you – are you more – are you on one side or the other? I mean, it looked bad. I'm just going to be, I mean, honest. I think we all, even the players agree, like, it looks bad. I mean, I'm I'm going based off of the players. I mean, they all say that's a legal thing. Um, it did, I mean, it does look like they have time. Or, well, it looks like Kayvon had enough time to, you know, move. But, you know, he didn't. And it hurt and it sucked. My wife just made a super weird noise. Mm. Don't know what happened. Um, all right, back back to this. Um, yeah, I mean, it just sucks. I mean, I'm not on anybody's side. I mean, do I think the rule could be changed? Yeah, but also, it's it's illegal. He definitely. I watching the video. He has time to, you know, avoid the block, grab the guy, blah blah blah. Also, it does suck. I think the guy, I mean, I don't want to say it's a dirty play, but it kind of does look like a dirty play because it does definitely look like you're going for his knees. Yeah. But that's the game of football. You're going, there is a, a lot of football is just dirty in general. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Dane White, uh, I don't know. This is like on a Gronk cast or something of a UFC thing. I don't know, but he was he was telling a story of how he was getting Brady and Gronk to go to the Raiders in Vegas. And then Gruden said he didn't want them. Um and Gronk said everything was true. Um and uh and it I think it was Coward that had said, well that sounds about right because um if the Raiders were gonna succeed Gruden wanted it to be because of Gruden and and he wanted to be the celebrity there and he didn't want to bring in, you know, Tom Brady would have been a bigger story than Gruden. So naturally Gruden didn't want him. Um, and this also confirmed that Derek Carr was in fact the quarterback that Tom Brady was referring to. And he said, you're going to stick with that mother and instead of me. Um, <laughs> so um interesting story there it is well it is interesting to me in a sense of you know we've been talking about how brady kind of made this perfect transition where he played in the with the patriots where the every for i don't know 20 years the bills the dolphins the jets were all terrible and as soon as the bills and the dolphins got good he went to tampa where the saints the falcons and the panthers are all terrible but you look at it, and if he ends up in Vegas, he's in a division with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert and maybe Russell Wilson. I mean, you don't know how all the things yeah. – you don't know if everything's going to be the exact same. But, I mean, it would. I feel like that would have been more fun and more interesting um, and probably would have resulted in not another Super Bowl for Brady um, <laughs> if he had gone to the Raiders. It's a business decision. 
Yeah, I mean, it worked out for him to go to Tampa Bay. Yeah. But. Um, the, the Colts lost punter Rigoberto Sanchez for the year after getting probably the most, I mean, like the worst injury you can get as a punter because everyone already thinks you're not, you know, you're just a punter. He tore his Achilles running sprints in practice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, come on. <laughs> so he's done for the year, which is, you know, great start for us. We always lose someone like at the beginning of the year. Um, and Sanchez is a very good punter. And yeah, so but at um, least it's a punter. Yeah, but I mean, he's a very good one. Yeah. So you got to find another one, which I think we did, but like, we'll get to it. I mean, like the Titans released Brett Kern and he's somehow still out there and he's like a pro bowl top five punter in the league. Um, Tyron Smith, uh, suffered a severe hamstring injury and is out indefinitely. Um, he's probably going to be a hall of fame offensive tackle for the Cowboys. Um, this is a major injury for them. And, from what I heard, I think it was Rappaport was saying that um, this hamstring injury is like his hamstring is off of the bone. Like it's like, it's like really bad. Um, It's not just like your normal hamstring injury. So they are not sure if he will even be back this year um, off of this. And that's a major hit for the Cowboys because that's, you know, they're, they're pretty I would say they're less top heavy, top, oh no, less top heavy than they have been in yeah. previous seasons, but still pretty reliant on the stars. Um, and this is maybe their best player, and so, so um, it's gonna hurt hurt them a lot to lose him. Oh yeah, they're gonna be average, probably is my guess. My, that's my guess. My guess? I don't know. But, I mean, he's a massive loss to the team. I mean, I think he got hurt last year, and, it. I mean, it showed. It just – yeah, yeah. There was, I don't it know if it was a couple years ago, but he got hurt, and it was like Dak was a different quarterback. Yeah, Dak's different. Zeke is just not as good. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt them a lot. Uh, the Bills released Matt Areza, their punter, who was accused in a lawsuit of gang raping a 17-year-old girl while at San Diego State. At every time I say it, it just doesn't, you know, feel any better. Um, nope. And uh, so yeah, he's out. Um, what is out? Yeah. Uh, the Commanders rookie running back Brian Robinson is inst- uh is recovering now. Um, was in stable condition after uh, being shot multiple times in attempted carjacking. Um, apparently it hit lower leg and something maybe twice in lower leg. It was something that what well, it was non-life-threatening injuries basically is what ended yeah. up being. And there is a still possibility of him coming back and playing this year. So Yeah, this really – I mean, it sucks in general because, like, he got shot. But it really sucks for him because, like, he basically – I think they were going to name him the starter, like the starting running back, because Antonio Gibson, they've moved to the punt squad, basically. Oh, really? Yeah, and so it was looking really good for Brian Robinson to start as the starting running back for the commanders, and then this happens, and now, you know, 
that opportunity of like you were going to be named the guy is kind of good away and you have to you know basically you have to reclaim that so that kind of sucks for him but i mean i'm glad i mean I'm sure he's of the i don't really care just glad to be alive <laughs> um Let's see. The Texans released Marlon Mack and he signed with the practice squad. I feel so bad for Marlon Mack because I think he's a good running back. Um, um, he but... just got released from the practice squad today. Really? Yes. Um, <laughs> or I think it was today or yesterday. But I feel like he was a very good running back and just the timing just didn't go in his favor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yep, it was today. The Titans brought in Josh Gordon. Um, we, I, I mean, at this point, Josh Gordon seems to be finding his way onto teams that are desperate for wide receivers. That's fair. Um, the squad. I don't think he's even on the actual like team. team. Okay. Um, Wilson signed a five-year, two hundred forty-five million extension, one hundred sixty-five guarantee with the Broncos. Um, so. They're long-term on – and, I mean, not really surprised there. I mean, they traded all that stuff for him, and you would think they aren't doing it for one year. Um, the Ravens' mascot is out for the season. Um, had a pretty gruesome injury, and uh, we will not be back. I never saw the injury. I just saw him on a cart. Yeah, it's something, something with the leg. Um, and it didn't look good. Um yeah. Oh, some tryouts. Yeah. The Jimmy G and the 49ers restructured a one-year contract. Um, and so I think he can make up to $16 million in incentives. Um, but I think it's otherwise it's like eight or nine, and he'll be like the highest paid backup or something, but then he'll be a free agent after this year, which um, it's – for the 49ers, I think it's better than just having to cut him. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if I'm Jimmy G, do I take $9 million to back up in San Francisco? Or do I do a year in Seattle where my career might end because they're going to be so bad? <laughs> and then no one will want me no. at all. I mean, right now there. Are, I think right now there are still teams that want Jimmy G for the right price. Yeah. Um, and so, um, I think a year in Seattle on a team that's trying to lose might affect his stock. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I mean, when I saw that he was actually resigning, I mean, I'm gonna be real. I was actually super shocked. Um, I mean, I was surprised. I, even, I thought he was gone. Had to go somewhere. Um. I don't think he would be all that bad in uh, Seattle. I would think they'd be, you know, a 500 team probably. I don't think he'd be bad, but it's just like the whole – the rest of the – outside of DK Metcalf, there's not a whole lot mm-hmm. on that team specifically on offense. Yeah. I mean, I would – I mean, they still have Tyler Lockett. They drafted the rookie running back. Rashad Penny looked great last year at the end of the year, but he'd only be there for like five games. Um I just, I'd, like I said, I think they'd be a 500 team if Jimmy G was on that team. So I think it wouldn't be the end of the world. But like, I also 100% if I'm Jimmy G, nine million to sit on the bench all day, every day, baby. I'm mm-hmm. there. I will keep that. I will polish that bench for you. <laughs> um, the Colts released Philip Lindsay. 
Um, which I guess I was, I guess not shocked, but a little surprised because it is a name, you know, former Pro Bowl running back and and a name that people recognize. And mm. we're in a, we have a running back room with Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, and I thought Philip Lindsay, but um, I think uh, I think what it came down to is I think there's a uh, Dion Jackson maybe. Yeah, I think he's is he a rookie. Yeah, something like that. No, he's not a rookie. We didn't draft, or unless we signed him after the draft. But the, um, I think I think what it came down to is Lindsey and Hines are very similar. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think Hines is a better receiver, but Lindsey's also like a receiving back. Um, and I think uh, Jackson and I, I I don't know if they're keeping four, but trying to have a more well-rounded running back room instead of having a couple guys who kind of do the same thing. Um, the Eagles send Jalen Rager to the Vikings for a 23-7th and a, a conditional fourth in 2024. Um, this this surprised me because I thought I I feel like Jalen Rager is a pretty good receiver, mm-hmm. and um, it's not a position that um the Eagles are like abundant in. I they got AJ Brown this year. They have Devontae Smith from a draft before, but I don't really know anybody um, after that anybody after that and and i thought rager was i thought he was a good receiver i also thought he would fit pretty well in that slot role um mm-hmm. for them so i'm not sure what happened there i yeah i i mean i'm not surprised because like he's jalen rager's gonna be compared to justin jefferson the rest of his life because that's who he's taking just basically exa- i might be exactly after him i don't remember oh but in my opinion, I think Jalen Rager, Rager still has a chance to be a good wide receiver. I'm not gonna say he's gonna be great. I'm not gonna say anything like I that. I mean, I still if 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 you're a you know tier three receiver mm-hmm. going to a team like the Vikings where you got Jefferson and Thielen and then your slot is still mm-hmm. a very good chance to succeed. I think Jalen Rager's big thing has been he's. I mean, look at the quarterbacks he's played with. I mean, he's oh yeah, Jalen Hurts and then. Carson Wentz, right? Was Carson Wentz there with him? He might have been there for the first year. For the first year. Either way, if he just played with Jalen Hurts the rest of his career, we all agree, like Jalen Hurts, well, I mean, most people agree, Jalen Hurts is not necessarily a transcending quarterback who is great. He's just an okay quarterback. In fantasy, he's amazing. He's who you want on your team. He runs all over the place. We got some people. We got some people in our fantasy league who don't know the difference between what good fantasy players are and good actual players are. This is also true, but that's a <laughs> conversation. Um, so, I got. I got in a big debate about Jalen Hurts, and people were trying to tell me that Jalen Hurts is a top ten quarterback. I was like, no, he just gets a lot of rushing yards. Yes, I'm he like, he's good, good in fantasy, fantasy but that's different. Yeah, it is much different than regular league. I don't want him on my team if I'm rooting for a team. I, I mean, I have Tua, and I'd rather have Tua than Hurts right now, um, which is saying something. Um, but I do think I think Jalen Rager on the Vikings, because Kirk Cousins, I do think is much better as a real-life quarterback than Hurts. And so I think he's going to have some more opportunities. Um, at least I hope he does. Um, but I liked it. I like it for the Vikings. I mean, it gives you some more depth. Um, you can never not have enough depth at wide receiver because people get hurt all the time. Yeah. 
Um, and then Chauncey Gardner Johnson was traded from the Saints to the Eagles. Um, and a move that kind of surprised people. Mm-hmm. So the, the Eagles, Eagles make a lot of moves. moves. Yeah, they're making lots of moves. They're trying to go all in, and I think it's gonna half backfire on them. Yeah. <laughs> um, if we want to do that's the end of the NFL headlines to catch up. If we want to do our preview here, we went through the schedule. Um, and you know, picked each game, and we got our final results. Um, I'm gonna give a disclaimer ahead of mine because I got done with the results, and I was like, I don't think some of these are right, and uh, um, and I would also, I would, I, I, I noticed that I think I tend to operate <laughs> in the extremes here, and for the most part, where a lot of my, uh, a lot of my picks are either near undefeated or near completely defeated. And there's not a whole lot of the middle. Um, (laughs) And so um, not that I think it's super far off, but there are a couple divisions I would change those standings of. And those are the ones that are a little closer. Um, But I definitely have my my teams that I think are definitely better and my teams that I definitely think stink. Um, And so – Casey, which uh, which conference do you want to start with? Just throw one at me. I really it does not matter to me. <laughs> well, let's do let's do the NFC first because the AFC is I think probably the most competitive. Um, and so let's do the NFC yes. first and I, save I, I, save the NFC. Um, let's do the NFC East last, and then you can just kind of go through from there. Um, everything's not working on my computer. Are we let's let's start in the start in the NFC North and just go division by division. Yeah. Okay. A load. We good. Um <laughs> You just want me to go through, like, win-loss? Yeah, just, like, it, go NFC North. What's your, what's your standings? Okay, so my win-loss. standings are it's Vikings, Lions, Green Bay, uh, Bears, because the Bears are going to suck so bad this year. And what are the records? So this is where – I'm intrigued now. Rose, I knew – this. I'm so glad you actually started with this one. I told you at the beginning, like before we even got on here, I was like, I got a team that as I was going through and I'm picking, it just kept like, I felt like I just kept picking them to win. And that's the Lions. <laughs> I just kept picking them to win. Um, I felt like they just had an easy schedule because they kept playing like the Jets and Seattle and Tennessee and team and Jaguars. Like teams, I was just like, yeah, they're going I don't win. know if I'd say Tennessee is an easy. <laughs> I don't, but I do. I think they can pull it out. But so the Vikings are going to be 14 threes, what my guess. I mean, I do think they're going to play really well. Um, Lions 11 6, Green Bay 6 and 11. Yeah, I know. Exactly. 11 and 6. I know. I was a little shocked by that as well when I finally got to the end. I went, oh. Okay. You got to be, you're beating more than just the Jets and Seattle and the Titans. <laughs> I, here, hold on. I'll click to the Lions and look at like their schedule. So, like, they're playing Washington. 
I like them. Seattle. I don't like the Patriots this year, so I haven't beaten them. So, oh, I haven't beaten the Cowboys. Oh, didn't realize that. Um, I I mean, I look at their schedule and I go, there's a lot of games they can win because I haven't beaten you know Washington. Seattle. Here's the thing, though, you're forget. I think you're forgetting who they the are Lions? because because every year I think the Lions. There's a lot of games they could win, but the Lions nearly always find a way to oh, lose. Oh, I'm sure they will. Games. I just liked it. I was like, I like you know their schedule, so I it somehow it just kept picking them. So, wow. So you got the Packers are six and eleven, and then yep. the Bears are. One and sixteen. Okay, so <laughs> so bad. We got we got a couple similarities and a couple differences here. Um, I'm also high on the Vikings. I think they're going to be very good. I, I I struggle though in in giving them this because I feel like every year I think the Vikings are going to be good and then they're always mediocre. Yeah. Um. It's like I've been waiting for three years for the Vikings to finally put it together. Um, but they have a new um, offensive staff. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Jefferson's going to be in year two or three. Yeah, three. Um, and so Dalvin Cook sh- should still be, and then the defense isn't bad. And so I have the Vikings actually being the number one overall seed in the NFC at uh 15 and 2. I have them there as well. Uh the Packers, I have at 5 in the NFC. They're 13 and 4. <laughs> that has a large difference. The Lions are 4 and 13. And the Bears are 2 and 15. Um so I agree with you on the Vikings and the Bears. I disagree on the Packers and the Lions. I think the Lions are still going to stink, no matter what Hard Knocks is trying to convince us of. And uh, I think with the Packers, regular season, Aaron Rodgers, they the defense is very good. I think they're still going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of that is they get to play the Lions and the Bears twice. And so... I don't see them losing either of those games, any of those games. And so that's four automatic. I mean, that's I very different thoughts there. Um, NFC South. This one's interesting for me. Um, so it goes San Fran, Chargers. That's the wait. What? Am I in the right? Where am I at? What NFC South, but also you just named an NFC and an AFC team. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Did I, did I say the Chargers? Yep. Yep. I told you. So yeah. disclaimer on my results: the Chargers and the Rams. I definitely was getting jankified. Um. <laughs> don't know why I was struggling, um, to pick which one was which team. So. Not that I probably would change it that much because they're two very good teams, but yeah, they've met. Yep, <laughs> messed with me. Yeah, <laughs> that's my bad. Which conference are we doing? So South NFC South. It's gonna be like the Saints and the Falcons and the. That's my bad. Okay. 
<laughs> Why would we jump all the way down there? That's stupid. I was just going down the line. I'm not looking at a website. I've got them on sticky notes, so I'm just... <laughs> oh, I'm still on the same website you sent to me. <laughs> all right. This is a we- this going to be a wild one as well. You just like picking the wild ones, Bo. Everything else, I feel like we're going to be fairly decently... We might have just... I, this one is an interesting one for me. So... <laughs> The winner of this division is the Falcons. Okay, yeah, we're different here. Um, <laughs> yeah. By a lot. Man, I don't know how. Uh, it goes Falcons, Saints. Do you know who plays there. on the Falcons? Huh? Do you know who plays on the Falcons? I do. This is why I also don't understand how it's 8-8. Eight eight. But <laughs> Wait, they're 8-8 eight and, eight and they win the division? Yes. Yes. So, like I said, oh. he goes Falcons, Saints, Buccaneers, Panthers. So, Falcons eight and eight. What? What? That's like almost the exact opposite of my list. Interesting. Um, Saints would be eight and nine. Buccaneers eight and nine, and the Panthers are five and twelve. Okay. I <laughs> wow. Um, you picked like two like that. I had the most. Like, weird. These aren't the ones. These are the ones that I felt were pretty straightforward for me. Like, I haven't gotten to the ones that went crazy for me. Um, I have the I have the Bucks winning the division at nine and eight, and they're the fourth seed. The Panthers are seven and ten. The Saints are five and twelve, and the Falcons are one and sixteen. It is a very possibility. <laughs> I want to look at who I haven't beaten. I think the only team I might have had Falcons beaten is Chicago. Or like a team like that. Or the Jets or something. I picked some upsets. I'm not going to lie. I'm all for an upset, but... It happens. I mean, like, I picked some upsets too, but... The Falcons are going to be terrible. <laughs> the Falcons don't have anybody on their team. Apologies. Hold on. Let me go back. Uh, apparently, I didn't select a game. Let's go see how much that changes the standings. Oh, yeah. If they're 8-8, eight and eight, yeah, they need mm-hmm. one more. 8-9. and nine. <laughs> And now, do they still win the division? No. They do I not. Say. That drops them the third. Okay. So, you got... They go Saints, Bucks... Bucks. I don't think the – I mean, I got the Saints at 5-12. and 12. I don't think the Saints will be bad. I just don't know what to make of them. Yeah. I feel like they have a tough really schedule. really good in the division. I feel like they have a tough schedule, so. Yeah. I had some hot takes here, man. I'm ready for um, uh, We're going to come back at the end of this whole entire thing. Uh, we'll take screenshots, keep notes, and we'll see how horribly wrong Bo is. <laughs> oh, I, I did not have the Falcons winning the division and the Lions at eleven and six. So hey, I'm feeling very changes. They're a third now. Uh, well, I anyway, close enough. I mean, like I feel pretty good about my chances right now. NFC West, I have Rams are the two seed, fourteen and three. Niners six seed, twelve and five. So they're making the playoffs. Cardinals making the playoffs at ten and seven, Seahawks two and fifteen. 
I'm not going to be my team. What? You said 10 and 7, and I am a. Oh, I. I Did I skip week 14? Hold <laughs> on here. This is what happens when you make your picks while holding a child. <laughs> I don't know. I skipped that one. <laughs> See if that changes my rankings. Probably does. I'm gonna have to go back and redo my playoffs now because I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, the, the playoff on that site, I did notice when I did it the other day. I was like, "Oh, this is the old format. The top two teams have a buy. There's only six teams that get in, yeah. so it does. It's not entirely. Um, but yeah, so I have Rams, Niners, and Cardinals taking." The two of the three wild card spots, and then Seahawks are two and fifteen. Uh, mine goes San Fran, Rams, Cardinals, Seattle, um, San Fran, Chargers, Cardinals are all eleven and six. And San then, Fran, Rams, yeah, Cardinals. Okay, San Fran, Rams. I know I struggle here. Shut up. Like Nick wanted me. Uh, and then Seattle's three and 14. <laughs> okay. So we're on the same page. We think the Niners are still going to be good with Trey Lance. Yeah. I am, I mean, in my fantasy hopes, I hope he is. Because if he <laughs> hits, I mean, I could be an absolute, an amazing player or amazing team. Still mad at uh, someone in our league for saying, I'm just going to take him because he shouldn't be left on the board anymore. And I'm like, shut up, because I was going to take him in two rounds from now. <laughs> but I had to take him early because he was going to take him. <laughs> so I'm still a little bitter, but it's okay. <laughs> and then the NFC East is where it gets a little little foggy for me. It's always foggy every year. Yeah. So I have – so if you would have – Asked me, this is the one, the rest of them are pretty in line with what I thought. This one is one where if you'd, my my answer, if you ask me how I think it's going to go versus what I got here is different. Um, And so, like, I have Washington at 11 and 6. I have Cowboys at 9 and 8, Eagles at 9 and 8, Giants at 5 and 12. Now, I think I'm not disagreeing with the Giants, I'm not really necessarily disagreeing with Cowboys and Eagles. I, if you'd asked me, I'd have said, I think the Eagles are winning this division this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow Washington ended up with a very good record. I think part of it, but I think part of it is the Eagles are getting a first place schedule and Washington's getting a third place schedule from last year. So the Eagles' schedule is harder, and so I think that probably played into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think they're all pretty average and will be taken out regardless. Whoever comes out of that will not win a playoff. Probably not. Um, mine goes Cowboys, Eagles, Giants, Washington. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what really threw me off there when you said Washington first. Um, Cowboys 11-6, um, Eagles 10-6. Giants four and twelve. It's again. Why is am I? What is going on with me, Bo? I missed. I missed another game. Oh. I hate this computer. 
Okay, that's not this. They're gonna run that. So that's wrong. I'm gonna go back. I'm just gonna keep making changes to my entire thing. Eleven and six will be both the Cowboys and the Eagles. Washington will be four and thirteen, and the um, Giants will be four and thirteen. Hmm. So I I have no faith in Carson Wentz. I saw what he did with the Colts. No, I I don't I don't think I think he's better than Heineke, but I, I don't. Do, but not that much. But no, and that's why I don't I don't know what I have here. I think I think they're all. I think this entire division is going to be very mediocre, and I think they're all going to be in play for the division at the end. Probably. Usually how it is. Um. So moving over to the AFC, let's start in the AFC East. And again, like part of my thing is like, do I think the Vikings are going to win 15 games? Absolutely not. But that's what I got. I don't know. Do I think the Packers will win 13 games? I probably not. But that's what I got. Like, I don't. (laughs) All these records are very extreme on my end. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, Bills are going to win this one. Uh, I feel like that's pretty obvious. I feel like you probably picked the Bills on this one. I would hope if you don't, we have some serious issues going on. We'll <laughs> discuss that. Um, then I have the Dolphins, uh, Patriots, and Jets because the Jets are terrible. They'll always be terrible. Um, the Bills will be 15 and 2, which I think is fairly. Did I not pick a game on that one, too? Here's no, that's, that's 17. 17 games. Okay. Some reason my brain was like, there's 18 games. Um, that's not 16 games. What is going on here? You sent me a faulty website. I know, oh, I think I know what happened. It's all because they've all been the last week that I didn't pick, and I think something happened. I didn't pick them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dolphins 12 and 5. I think they're going to be, I mean, they were 10 and. Four next year? No. No, oh, that would be 14. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is 14. 10 and 6. Ten, there we go. 10 and 7. Was it 17 weeks? No, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. They had a winning record. They won 10 games last year. Um, I think that they'll be able to improve on that. They have improved the team as around. They still have a good defense. So I think they'll be good. And I hope they make the playoffs. And But I just don't have faith that they'll beat the Bills ever um, because they're so much better. Um, Then the Patriots will be 4-13 and and Jets are 3-14. and I have Bills 17-0. and Oh, wow. (laughs) I don't think think they're going undefeated, but that's what I got. Yeah. Um, Dolphins 11-6 and make the playoffs in the last spot. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Patriots three and fourteen, Jets one and sixteen. So pretty the similar. Rankings just a little bit different on, you know, games. Um, do the AFC South. AFC South got to scroll down. Uh, uh, the Colts are number one 
because if they're not, we have struggled and we really suck. Um, at 11 and 5, the Texans will be number two at 7 and 9. And then Tennessee will be 7 and 9 as well. And the Jaguars will be 6 and 10. So you got a couple 16 gamers in there, but. Shut up. I don't care. <laughs> let, me, let, me look. let me look. I bet you it's the week. I bet you I know it's week. Yep, last week. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Fairly confident I know who's going to pick that game. Let me go. I can go back if you want me to. You know, it's not going to change my standings. I mean, so here's mine. Mine are a little different. Um, specifically with the Texans. Um, I have the Colts at twelve and five, winning the division. I have the Jaguars at six and eleven, in second place. Oh, mine, mine all changed. Oh, your all yours all changed. Yeah, but it, they're all seven and ten. <laughs> oh, okay. After the Colts, everybody seven and ten. Okay, so yeah, I got Colt division wise. Colts twelve and five. I have Jaguars in second at six and eleven. I have Titans five and twelve, and I have Texans zero and seventeen. Yeah, I got faith in Davis Mills or David Mills, Davis Mills, whatever his name is. I I took into account Davis Mills, and that's what I ended up with. <laughs> Uh, who else is on that team? Brandon Cooks, baby. He uh, Brandon Cooks equates to a quarter of a win in a season, I think. Probably. <laughs> um, the AFC North, I think, might be the second hardest division to pick of all of them. Because I think I think the AFC West is the hardest. Mm. But let's go to the AFC North and see what we got. That's the Bengals, right? Yeah. Okay. For some reason, my I mean, I know who's in what division, but I also don't know. Uh, and then this website doesn't tell me; it just tells me team, and it's stupid. It's like I just want to look very quickly and find where they're Um. <clears throat> Are the Bengals winning it? But not because they have a much better schedule or a better win loss. Uh, it's because they're better in the division. Um, Bengals winning it twelve and five. Uh, Ravens number two, but they have the same record at twelve and five. Uh, Steelers are seven and ten, and then the Browns are going to suck all the way up to. Um, Deshaun Watson, and then they're still going to suck because I think Deshaun Watson's going to suck because uh, he's been out of the league for so long, and then everybody's going to literally aim for his ankles and his knees, and so he may not make it through the season. So they're four and thirteen. Okay, I have Bengals fifteen and two, Ravens fourteen and three, Browns eight and nine because I think they have a I think they have a real light start mm-hmm. to their season. And I think Jacoby, I think the team around, I think this is going to be a situation where you have Jacoby Brissett in a Jimmy Garoppolo-esque role where he is good enough with the surrounding cast around him to get a few wins against not as good teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I have him winning like five games with Jacoby and three games with Deshaun or something. Um. 
I agree with you though. I think Deshaun is he hasn't played in two years or something. Like I, I don't think he's gonna come in and just light it up. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I have them at eight and nine, and then I have the Steelers at five and twelve. Although it was just announced today that Mitch Trubisky is gonna be the starter, which I don't get. And apparently Kenny Pickett's the third quarterback, mm-hmm. which I get even less. If if it were me, if I'm if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm putting Kenny Pickett in right now because I already know what Mitch Trubisky is. And I know he's not good enough. Get the development for Kenny Pickett going. Like yeah. I know Tomlin, you know, Tomlin's gonna sacrifice a, you know, never had a losing season or whatever, but have a bad year to then have further good years instead of stalling on getting picket experience and yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't understand how, what is, so is Mason Rudolph ahead of picket? Yeah. See, that makes even less, that makes no sense at all because we all know Mason Rudolph stinks. Like, like the Steelers yeah. fans want Mason Rudolph to go literally anywhere else. Um, and I don't know why you draft Kenny Pickett to put him behind Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I don't. I. I mean, that makes no sense. It's. I mean. I mean, he's not even going to be dressing for game day. No, really, he's not. Um. I to an extent, you know, I can get the you know Mitchell Trubisky being the starter. You know, he has NFL experience. He played for the Browns and Matt Nagy, and that was a garbage situation. And then he backed up at the Bills. Um. No, he played for the Bears. <laughs> he didn't play for the Browns. This, wow. I do not know what's going on. I can't think of that. <laughs> okay, the Bears. Um, terrible situation, and so no help ever. Um, so I think, you know, I'm not going to say he's going to be great. I'm not going to say he's going to be good. I think he's going to be better than Kenny Pickett because I don't think Kenny Pickett's good. I Here's the thing. I, think- I still think Kenny Pickett should be one, or he should have been one or two. I mean, you don't put him at three. I, I think Mitch Trubisky will be better than Kenny Pickett right now. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that. I'm saying yeah, I, I'm saying Mitch Trubisky will never be your long-term answer. So just get the bat out of the way and start Kenny Pickett. I think the issue was they paid him in the offseason before they drafted Pickett. Because I think they probably were not thinking Pickett was going to be at their pick which I think is weird because I think nobody wanted a quarterback this year, obviously, because Pickett was the only guy picked in, like, the first three rounds, it felt like. So, and Malik Willis didn't get taken to the third. Yeah, the end of the third, or somewhere in the third, yeah. So, I mean, nobody wanted a quarterback from this class. They were all waiting for next year, so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like Pickett's going to be good. Um, And then AFC West. This is one I messed up. I got I I got Chargers. At, yeah, I got Chargers at fourteen and three. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with that. Um, I mean, I am disagreeing in a sense of I don't think any of these teams are going to be as good as the record that I have them at, and I don't think any of them will be as bad as the records that I have them at. But um, I do think the Chargers at fourteen and three. I could see the Chargers winning this division. Where I messed up is I got the Raiders next at twelve and five, and I'm not sure how that happened. Because I think the Raiders are going to finish firmly and last in this division. Um, 
And then I have the Broncos at 11 and six, which I think is, I think is about right, but I have the chiefs at 10 and seven. And I think I would definitely put the chiefs up. I would flip the Raiders and the chiefs here because I would probably go at least at the very minimum going chargers, chiefs, Broncos, Raiders, if not chiefs, chargers, Broncos, Raiders. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I mean, this is, although I think I am right. I mean, every team is double digit wins and I think this is the best division in football. Oh, I agree. Um, and so I don't, I think they're all going to be very, very good. I just don't think like the, here's the thing with the Raiders. Every other team in that division has at least a very good to very capable defense. Like I think the chiefs have a very capable defense. I think the Chargers and Broncos have very good defenses. The Raiders have no defense. Which is why I took get Derek Carr in fantasy is because he's just going to be in games, in shootouts, having to throw it. And so it's going to have a lot of opportunity to rack up a lot of yards and a lot of points, especially the in-division games. But, um, I mean, I I don't know how I got the, the Raiders. I, I don't know how, how I got them where they are in the schedule pickings. Um but the but yeah I would I would say I would definitely f- at least flip the Chiefs and the Raiders there and have the Chiefs finishing second. Um. So mine goes Chargers, Kansas City, Raiders, Broncos. Um. Chargers twelve and five, Chiefs twelve and five, Raiders ten and seven, and the Broncos nine and eight. So overall, it's going to be tight no matter what. I think, honestly, I mean, even the Raiders could somehow win this division because they are a good team. They've added pieces. Um, it'd be hard for them, but they could do it. Um, the thing that shocked me on this one is that while I was doing this, like picking, you know, who would win what, off on the sides, it shows me, you know, the standings, the records of everybody. And I know at one point the Broncos were 8-0 and – or something like that. In my seven and zero, eight and zero, something like that. They've got. I think they've got a rough second half schedule. Yeah, it was a terrible second half. Is all I know. So I mean, if they're eight and zero, that means you finished them one and eight. <laughs> yeah, I had them going eight and zero, and then they won one game the rest of the year, which really threw me off because I was like, oh gosh, am I falling into this uh, Russell Wilson? nonsense that uh, he's gonna be amazing um but apparently i didn't <laughs> apparently he's just gonna be bad in the second half of the year yeah i think i think the broncos will be good i don't think they're gonna be people are acting like they're gonna go to the super bowl automatically yeah <laughs> um So, and then the playoffs. So, like. Adding these games in that apparently I missed really messed all of my. Yeah. My rankings. <laughs> so, like, in the AFC. Here, so, here's 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 my playoffs, but it's only with the six. So, like, I have the Dolphins making the playoffs at the seven. I have the Cardinals making the playoffs at seven. They aren't included in this bracket because of the. It's a. The site mm-hmm. only does the six. Yeah. 
So I had the Colts beating the Ravens. I had the Chargers beating the Raiders, which again, like I think the Chiefs are going to be there instead of the Raiders. So I don't know. A lot of this changes, but I think the end result is fairly the same. The same. I have the Bills beating the Colts, Chargers beating the Bengals. I have the Bills beating the Chargers. So, and then I have Bills in the Super Bowl. And so then I have the Niners beating Washington, Niners beating Vikings, Packers beating Bucks, Rams beating Packers. So you got Niners, Rams final. I have the Rams beating the Niners. And then I have the Bills beating the Rams for the Super Bowl. That's fair. Um, I'm just going to say who's in the AFC because I really don't. <laughs> I know who's coming out of that, and I think I know who's coming out of the NFC, so that's really what matters. No one cares about the playoffs other than who wins it all. So in the AFC, though, it will be, you know, the Bills will be the number one seed. Um, Bengals, Chargers, Colts, Kansas City, uh, Ravens, Dolphins. Dolphins will be the last one in there. Um, Bills are going to come out on top on all of it. Um, doesn't I mean I don't really know who they're going to play because I don't want to figure it out. Um, but so I think the Bills are going to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, it's going to be an interesting, you know, little pass because they'll have to fight some pretty solid teams there. Um, Chargers are going to lose in the first round though because that's what they're going to do. Um, and then in the NFC. I have the Vikings are number one, San Fran's two, Cowboys are three, which is probably wrong. Uh, Saints are four, Eagles five, uh, the Rams are six, and the Cardinals are seven, but I think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl. No. I think the Vikings are going to make the Super Bowl, so it'll be Bills versus Vikings, and the Bills are going to win because the Bills are still pissed about last year and losing in the playoffs. See, see, that's the thing. I have the Vikings as the one seed, and I have them losing the first playoff game they have. Because, I, you know, Vikings were always Viking. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, super excited. We're on the same page, though, for uh, at the end of everything. Yeah, at the end of everything, we're on the same page. It's just the... There's a little different. Yeah. Um NBA news. Um evidently Bronny James being pursued by UCLA, USC, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, among others. Really, any school should be interested in Bronny James because they're gonna bring LeBron with him. Um yep. and that's gonna help the school. I would say if looking at that list, I would say probably UCLA, USC, and Ohio State had the inside track. Um, the the only re- so right now he's in LA, so I think that plays into UCLA mm-hmm. and the USC thing. I would say UCLA probably over USC. Yeah. Um, but we all know LeBron has said over and over that if he would have gone to college, he would have gone to Ohio State. Um, so does Bronny want to go to Ohio state from, you know, from Ohio, you know, do all that stuff. We'll see. Um, but I could see him. I, I Well, and not to, I mean, Ohio state's still a high profile school. Yeah. Um, 
but I feel like UCLA has a certain thing around it right now where that's going to be a very attractive place for him to go. I think he's going to Ohio State. I mean, I feel like they're all all his kids are going to go to Ohio State. He loves Ohio. Yeah, he, but that's the thing. LeBron the but, most sway is LeBron James. LeBron loves Ohio. I don't know if his kids love Ohio more I than LA. Either. But I am just of the his, his LeBron has the most sway. His most his parents have the most sway. You know, the college coach can promote all he wants. It really comes down to the kid and the parents and their decision on what's best. And I think Ohio State's it because I think honestly. LeBron will probably go back to Ohio at some point. Oh, uh, but or Cleveland, but but does LeBron having gone? I mean, his net worth has doubled since going to Lakers. Does he see this as the better op? Will he see UCLA as a more opportunistic? opportunity for I mean right now I mean LeBron has gone on record saying that he wants to play with his son and essentially is increasing the stock value of his son to be drafted just based on the fact that his dad will go there as long as his dad is still playing um I think LeBron's trying to set up his son for the most possible chance of success because right now I mean right now Bronny I think I think from what I've seen the high end for he's kind of he's only 6'3 Mm-hmm. I think the high end that people are expecting for Bronny right now is a guy who's able to come into the NBA and have a long career as a key rotational role player. Yeah. Um. So I think LeBron is trying to maximize. I mean, it's the same, like someone was saying like Seth Curry. They're like, Seth Curry just kept getting these chances because his brother was Steph. Giannis's brothers keep getting these opportunities because they're Giannis's brother. Um, I would agree with the Giannis's brothers. Seth Curry is – I mean, they might have gave him a chance because he's Steph's brother, but Seth Curry is good. He is a very well – No, but, but Seth Curry went three. When he started out, he was on G League teams. He was getting cut from G League teams. Another team would bring him in, like all this stuff. And now he's worked his way up to now he is, you know, I think he just signed a big contract to play with the Nets for a few years. Mm -hmm. Like, um, those people who have those connections keep getting, like, you know, if he's not a Curry, does he get cut from a G League team and does another team take a chance on him? Yeah. I don't know. That's fair. But, but I think LeBron's trying to set it up in the to where they're going to draft Bronny number not 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 number but in the first round because they know that LeBron's coming with him and that's going to help ticket sales and media and attention and all that stuff. And then they're going to be incentivized because they took Bronny in the first round. He's going to be under this four-year cheap contract. And for at least two of them, you're incentivized to really enhance his development. And in those two years, can he take advantage of it? So I think uh, – I, I I don't know. Ohio State versus – I mean, I don't know too much about college basketball. I think Ohio State being in the Big Ten does provide a lot of opportunity to go up against some of the best competition. Um. I'll tell you this, he's the best player there. Really? Ohio State sucks. 
Okay. Well, see, then that makes me think that makes me think US UCLA has an edge though, because they were just in the final four and yeah. Basically, so. anybody on my list but Ohio State has a better chance if they want to like promote winning for him. Okay. Ohio State, have you, when was the last time you saw Ohio State in March Madness? I don't know. I don't pay close enough attention. I don't either, but I know it has been a while, probably. Okay. Um, Not that LeBron, we can't. Speaking of LeBron, LeBron took a two-year – $97 million extension with the Lakers. I think it's a one-and-one, one, so it's like he still can opt out with the player option and stuff like that. Yep. Um, I was a little surprised that he took that extension so early, um, but I think right now he is comfortable just kind of playing out. You know, he's he's done his championships and he's done this and whatever else is coming will come, but right now he wants to be in L.A. Yeah, why? But I am surprised. But I am surprised by the extension because the the Lakers have just been a dumpster fire aside from him. <laughs> yeah, I think part of this is like you know the LA vibe. He wants the LA vibe. Um, two, why would you deny forty five or forty six, whatever million dollars? I mean, he get that anywhere though. He would, but I mean, why would you deny it when it's you're already there? Uh, and three, he's already said he's gonna go to a new team at some point, like when Ronnie gets to the league. And then I think he said he also, um, this will set up for when like he can opt out or whatever. And Brawny will yeah. be in the league and he can, yeah. Trying to, what, what's his other son's name? I forget Bryce. Yeah, I think so. You're talking about wanting to play with him as well. Cause Bryce is looking really good. Um, how old so, is he? 16, 17. I don't know. So we have to do a lot more. I think he was talking about playing with him. I don't know. I could have just misread an article. But basically, the two years, it's I'll stay here for two years. Ronnie gets in the league, and then I'll, I'll uproot myself and where I live at the moment and go, go live wherever I have to. Mm. So it's a if I'm going to move, I don't want to move twice in a year, even though he pays people to move him. Still, it's still a hassle. <laughs> um. The Lakers are going to retire Gasol's jersey number. Um, good. So, they should. Yeah. He's good for them. The KD and the Nets ended the trade talks and agreed to move forward with our partnership. I don't know how this – I Kevin, Kevin, everything Durant's Kevin Durant does makes me like him less. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I've ever really liked him, though. So. I, think, I used to like him. In the Thunder, he seemed like a cool guy. I think he, I was just like, okay, he's an all right guy. I've just never I mean, been super like, yeah, I like him. No, not really. No. Um, the Lakers traded Taylor Horton, Horton Tucker and Stanley Johnson to the Jazz for Patrick Beverly, which many are, you know, looking at as confirmation that Russell Westbrook will also be traded because how are Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook going to play on the same team? Uh, they are because I don't think that anybody's going to trade for Russ, and they're not going to cut Russ, and it's going to be an absolute crap show there for however many years they're all there. <laughs> um, probably just the one because Westbrook's only got one more. That's here first uh, Chet Holgram got a foot injury; he's going to miss the entire year. I mean, I wish someone would have said something like that could happen yeah you know everybody 
Um, Evidently, he got it while guarding LeBron at like a something exhibition or something. But yeah, I mean, everyone was just like, yeah, this guy's body isn't going to hold up in the NBA and like didn't even get to the regular season. He's already out for the year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be his entire career. I think he's just going to get hurt a bunch. He'll play maybe a little bit and look like an okay player, but I think he's just going to get hurt a ton. Unless he puts on a lot of muscle, a lot of weight, a lot of fat, he's going to need some fat. <laughs> I don't know if he can do it. I mean, we I guess we kind of said the same things about Joel Embiid. I mean, you look at a picture of Joel Embiid when he went in the league, and now it's a completely different dude. Um so I guess it is possible he could add that weight, but I don't see it happening. Um, the Cleveland Cavaliers send Colin Sexton, Laurie Markkanen, uh, their 2022 lottery pick, three, unprotect- uh, three unprotected firsts in 25, 27, and 29, as well as two pick swaps in 26 and 28 for Donovan Mitchell. Um, Sexton signed a four-year, $72 million sign-and-trade. Um, so Donovan Mitchell goes over the Cavs. Um, I think it's a great move for Cleveland. I mean, you don't. I don't think you want to lose Sexton, but Donovan Mitchell is better than Sexton. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so uh, – now you're looking at a team that has Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen. I think that's going to be a, a good team moving forward in Cleveland. Probably mm-hmm. is this going to be – I don't want to be too disrespectful because I think they had some decent teams back with like Jordan and stuff. But like outside of LeBron, Cleveland's been pretty irrelevant my entire life. Um, and so they don't have LeBron. They have this set up now. Um, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, now apparently in July, you know, the Knicks were in these talks for Mitchell and the jazz reportedly had an offer from the Knicks for Mitchell that included RJ Barrett, Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, and three unprotected first, which if you ask me, that is a far better deal than what they got for Cleveland. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but apparently this is considering uh the jazz are considering this as his punishment that they Mitchell wanted to go to the Knicks so they weren't going to send him to the Knicks um but if his punishment is to go to a team that will be far better than the team he was going to be on okay uh, yeah. good point i don't know um, since that trade didn't go through, the Knicks, you know, extended Robinson, and now they're finalizing their extension for RJ Barrett. Um, but the the Knicks are, um, what are they? They're always, <laughs> I guess, always, always. The bridesmaid, never the bride. Like the, <laughs> they're always in the talks for <laughs> yeah. gonna gonna get the player, but they never do. And Danny Ainge is essentially doing in Utah. Like, here's the thing. Don't expect Utah to be good anytime soon. He's doing the same thing in Utah that he did in Boston. He's trading away all the good players, accumulating all the picks, getting all the picks. He will never do anything with any of them, and the team will be bad his entire 
reign there. But for Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz got in return. Colin Sexton, Malik Beasley, uh, Leandro Bomaro, uh, the 14th pick. Uh, I don't know. I can't say his name. Um, the the 22nd pick in Walker Kessler, Jared Vanderbilt, Laurie Mercannon, Taylor Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson, seven first-round picks and three first-round swaps. I mean, as far as – okay, here's – okay. Danny Ainge, I'll give him this. For trading away star players is phenomenal at getting the maximum return for them he possibly can. You look at the Celtics, he traded an old Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett and got all those Brooklyn picks that turned into Tatum and Brown and all that. Now he goes to the Jazz first offseason, and he's trading away Gobert and Mitchell, and he got, what, eight, nine players? I would say, well, he got nine players. Two of them were just drafted this year in the first round. I would say three of them are quality rotation fringe starter guys. Mm -hmm. And then he got seven first, and he got ten first-round picks. So – or he got seven first round picks and three picks that'll be better than what theirs are. Um, and so, but yeah, he, he has just shown known ability to do the reverse of actually bringing in the superstar to yeah. the team to actually make it. Good. He just, right now, what they should do right now, they should say, Danny, great job. You're fired and bring great in job. someone else. <laughs> So I have a you know thought here that I literally just came up while I'm sitting here. Um they've accumulated as you said, I mean it's seven new first round picks and then they got three swaps. Um so that's 10, 10 picks. So at some point these picks are going to be for Bronny. Yeah. Are they gearing themselves for? They're trying to get Bronny to get LeBron. In get Utah. Bronny to get LeBron because that'd be the biggest thing to happen to Utah since Stockton, Stockton and alone. Like, <laughs> and they'd actually be kind of like people would be like, oh, dude, we're gonna watch Utah tonight. We're gonna see the James, all the James. Uh, I just because I don't... the other team. That I, they were doing this before this, it was even I think a thing. Which is the Thunder, they have a crap ton of picks as well. Well, the Pelicans have a ton of picks as well. That is true. What? Because they have the they have the picks from the Holiday trade and the Anthony Davis trade. Yes. So that I mean, there those are three teams that like. I mean, let me just say I I do not wish Utah on my worst enemy. Um, <laughs> let alone LeBron. Um, the Thunder at this point don't like no. Um, I would love to see LeBron in New Orleans with CJ and Ingram and Zion, and see what they can do there. Mm-hmm. Um, be interesting. But yeah, I mean, those are <laughs> I. Th- so I think the Pelicans would be the best scenario for LeBron at that point in his career. Because by that point, yeah, obviously, I would assume LeBron will not be averaging 20 points a game. I'm going to assume LeBron's probably going to be more of a 
you know, 10 to 15 guy who, you know, is more of the placement point guard kind of guy. But here's the thing, though. Young guys, he'll have 15 assists every night. So he'd be yeah, 15, but, 15 guy. But here's the thing, though. He almost won a scoring title this year. Is it, We're talking about two years from now. Like, well, I know. he averaged 30 – he averaged thirty points a game this year. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think in so two years, I don't think in two years time he's going to be at ten points a game. I'm just assuming at some point he will drop off, and so maybe it's the fifteen to twenty a night. I think I think I think he'll drop, but I don't think he's going to like plummet. Yeah. I think he's going to be. I think LeBron will be. I mean, like Brady's still. I think it's going to be similar to what we see of Brady. Like Brady's still performing well, yeah. well into past whatever he should have been yeah um and i think but, LeBron, i think I lebron's I, always gonna be on a similar yeah i like i don't think he's just gonna drop i think it's gonna be yeah. incremental yeah so what i think i really am saying is just like but he'll be, go to i think if anthony happen. davis was worth anything i think when they got anthony davis i think lebron I don't think LeBron won the league the league in scoring last year. I think LeBron, after that championship, was ready to say, Anthony Davis, this is your team. We will run through you, and I will facilitate. Yes. And we Anthony Davis has made it. And Anthony game. Davis made it where that's not possible because I stink. And he's not ever there. Yeah. So, no, I think LeBron would love to be on a team where he could just be the assistant. Uh, yeah, be the assistant and not have and not i mean lebron's been the do-it-all guy for what 22 years like the uh, he's read i think he would love to just be the guy who doesn't have to do everything for the team to be able to win yeah he'd love to be the 15 to 20 point guy yeah and have 10 assists yeah he i think lebron would love to be 18 8 and 22 (laughs) yeah (laughs) um in the other news, the Big Ten got a seven billion dollar media rights deal with all the local networks. Not a you know, just more money going around. Urban Meyer is back on Fox on Big Noon Kickoff. I when when he got fired from Jacksonville, I said he ruined everything because no one's gonna want him, and apparently Fox will take him right back. I do not understand it. I think if any like his stint in Jacksonville made him so unlikable and showed wow. everyone I don't think this guy's such a great guy and yet here he is back on Fox the year later. Yeah. I don't get it. I it's it's wild. Um Serena had her farewell um in the US Open. She did win in the second round. She lost in the third round and and it was a very emotional night there. Um the college football playoff board decided on a 12 team playoff that will start as soon as 2024, which I think is awful. I mean, like I don't, here's the thing. I don't think it's bad in the sense of like having a more structured, like I hate all the bowl games. Like I just can't keep them straight. There's no structure to it. It seems like everybody gets a bowl game. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like the idea of having more structured play, but the, but with college football, we've seen it with just having the, what is it now? It's an eight team or is it 14? Four. So they're going from four to 12, which is a big jump. I thought they, I thought eight was like the, supposed to be the next one. That's what um, they were. I think they asked for and they got 12. Um, 
But even we've seen it with the four team. Like the first round, you get bad games because the top teams are just that much better. Yeah. And even the like the number one team blows out the number four team every year just because they're that much better. Can you now we're gonna have a number one team play a number twelve team? Yeah. Like these so, just aren't gonna be good games. I I I get opening it up, you know, getting more more teams in. As people complain every year. I personally thought the playoffs were stupid from the get-go. I never have liked this playoff system. I personally like the bowl games. Um, because you know why? Because the number one team played the number two team. Yep, that was the Rose Bowl. That's the end of it. I don't have to wait and watch the number one team play the number four team. I don't have to watch the two and three team play each other. I don't care about that. I want to watch the number one team play the number two team. Number three team play the four. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. That way. And then, like, I get, like you said, every team gets a bowl game. Well, cool. Awesome. But make it like a lit, like the Rose Bowl is the top one, the Orange Bowl, whatever, the Banana Bowl, the Fruit Bowl. I don't know what the bowls are. The Fiesta Bowl. And just like have those in a certain order. Like, this is the, for the number one, two. This is for number two, three. That's what I I would like, but it'll never go that way because people are dumb and like playoffs. I just don't think I just don't think it's marketed well. Like I, I, as someone who's just like occasionally watches a college football game, like the Bulls are just like I don't even know like what they mean. I don't yeah. know how good those teams are. Like, what is this? Like I don't like I I I I watch. You know the national championship. I might watch a playoff game, but like, I'll. I think the past couple of years, I think I've watched, tried watching the playoff games, and they're just bad games where one team is just blowing out another one, and then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, we expected Alabama to do this to Oklahoma or whatever, and yeah. then you, and then you're like, so now in two weeks you have the national championship where it's Alabama and LSU or Alabama and Clemson, just like we thought it was going to be. Like you know, well, it's like. I just uh, – I don't think the answer to – is to bring in eight more teams Yeah, that are even worse than what you have now. Yeah. I, the also thing that I also don't like is the fact that the Rose Bowl means absolutely nothing now. No one cares what the, about the Rose Bowl. What's Rose the Rose – that's what you keep saying, Rose Bowl. So I'm not even sure what it is. The Rose Bowl used to be the, the championship. Like, you were competing for – the little, the silver, or not the silver, the crystal football. That was the, that's the winner of college football. That was the Rose Bowl. And no, like, you don't know what it is because no one cares about the Rose Bowl anymore. The Rose Bowl is now a seven ranked team versus a 13 ranked team. Like, no one cares about it. And it kind of pisses me off. I'm not going to lie. I mean, the, is it just they switched to they now call it the national championship or whatever? Um, yes, kind of. Because that's what I don't even know. Like that's that's the weird thing for me is you have the national championship and then you have bowl a bunch games. of bowl games, and it's like, well, it's because like the NFL, it's like you have the Super Bowl, and then you have playoff games. Yeah, like in college, you have the national championship, and then you have bowl game, bowl game, bowl game bowl game and you're like i don't even know what these bowl games mean <laughs> yeah it doesn't mean just about anything. i'm going to oh there's the rose bowl game is every year apparently 
It's still yeah, no, the Rose Bowl is still a thing. I mean, it's still a thing every year. I just don't know what it. I just don't know what it signifies. You know, like what? So, <laughs> like, you're, if you're not the national championship, why do I care about you? Maybe I'm wrong. Then the Rose Bowl wasn't the number one thing. I don't know. I always thought the Rose Bowl was the number one, like what everybody wanted to watch. And I might be wrong, but I don't necessarily think I am. <laughs> Sorry, viewers, if I am lying. If if I'm wrong, send me a message. Please do. <laughs> um, I'm still mad that the Rose Bowl means absolutely nothing because – I think the Rose Bowl is awesome. It's like the only thing uh, at the very first of the year that I actually care about. Because <laughs> January 1st is literally the game every year for the most part. Okay. Um, I think that is good, though. Like, we were talking about why isn't July 4th? Why is baseball not take advantage of being the only sport really going on July 4th? Like, college yeah. football capitalizes on New Year's Day. Everyone's off. We're just going to show college football all day. Yeah, I don't know if it's all day, but I definitely know that game's on. But Well, I know like all their bowl games. It's like January 1st is like all the bowl games or whatever. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, In the opening weekend, we had – LSU play FSU, Brian Kelly's debut as the coach there at LSU, and with a minute and 20 left, LSU went 99 yards and scored a touchdown, and then FSU blocked the extra point to win 24-23 in a wild finish. I did not watch it, but I did, I did see the ending, and it was wild. <laughs> I just can't imagine going – I didn't realize everything. I just read it, but it, I can't imagine having a 99-yard drive with a minute left to tie it, and then you get your extra point to tie it blocked. <laughs> yeah. Um, But that is all I have. Do you have anything else? Uh, Not that I know of. All right. Nope, nothing. Okay. So, before we go, I will remind you to check out the link in the show notes and share with your friends. Tell everyone you know that you have a new sports podcast that you listen to that is better than all the mainstream media. Um, And... Yeah, send us, you know, you know, like, comment, subscribe, and send us an email and let us know all this stuff and tell us why the why Casey's could possibly be right that the Lions are going to be eleven and six because I'd see no shot. Um, but yeah, so send us an email, do all that stuff, connect with us on social media, all that can be done in the link below. So I also was talking about the college football playoffs. So yeah, explain explain the college football playoffs to me. So um, that and what the Rose Bowl was and why I thought it was the absolute bee's knees, and I thought it was the, the best, like number one. Yeah, game. when it definitely was not when I go and look and see who the winners was and who's not. <laughs> 
Yeah. So explain college football to us, and uh, and then we will be back probably next week because we got week one of the NFL starting up this week, and so we're going to be a little bit more, hopefully at least, a little bit more on the more regular weekly, trying to get caught up on the one week preview the next week and do all that stuff. And so going in full NFL mode in the fall here. So um, we will be back shortly, and this has been Sports Shenanigans. Shenanigans.